Welcome to Snazzy Stories. Put some pepper in thy step and lend an ear to the terrific tales of the past. Hi, welcome to Snazzy Stories. If you would like to keep the storytelling alive, please go to patreon.com slash snazzy stories and donate to my storytelling adventure. Also subscribe to Snazzy Stories podcast on iTunes and Spotify, many other podcast apps, or go to snazzystories.com. Also leave a review. Today's story is a personal story, and it's one of the memories that I had written down many years ago, and I'd actually forgotten about it. I remembered the story when I started reading it, but I had forgotten that I had written it down. And sometimes when we do that, we write in our journals or our diaries, and we go back through that, and we forget about some things and some memories that has made us who we are today. And so it's very important for us to continue to tell our stories because we are a part of this world, and we are a part of history as well. Up and up we went, back and forth, back and forth, along the switchbacks of Zion Canyon. I never dared look down, being too afraid we would topple over the edge. We came striding up the last of the switchbacks, and there were the tunnels straight ahead. The tunnels were my favorite part, so I watched excitedly as my dad took us into the deep, dark adventure of being lost in the side of a mountain. The darkness seemed to sweep over us. It crept across our van like a hand, touching petals of a favorite flower. We were then covered in the misty blackness. This began my journey to one of my favorite memories of my childhood. When I finally saw the light at the end of the tunnel, I began to get very excited because as we crawled through that tunnel, I knew that we were headed to one of my favorite places. When we reached the light, I looked out of the window and I saw that the road was not red anymore. It was back to its normal blackish grayish color. At this point in our trip, I was very excited because the end of the Red Road was the signal that we were finally out of Zion National Park and closer to our destination. We went up the road a few more miles, then we turned off the main road onto a dirt road. Our ride along this road consisted of crossing over several cattle guards. We always had to lift our feet up off the ground when we went over these cattle guards. Otherwise, we would get whacked by one of my siblings or we would be the whacker ourselves if our siblings didn't raise their feet. I don't really know why we did this ritual, but I learned quickly from my brother and sisters that this tradition was not to be broken. I could now see my grandpa's cabin and I was bouncing up and down with glee and squinting through the now dirty windows to figure out which cars were already parked, which cousins had already arrived. I was always happy to go to my grandpa's ranch, but this time was going to be different and entirely special. This trip was the first time I was going to go chase cattle with the rest of my cousins. I never was able to go before because I was too young and, quite frankly, too small. But this time I was going, and nobody was going to stop me. We drove up to the gate and opened it, then drove on through. After we had parked in front of the cabin, my siblings and I jumped out of our car an Aerostar Ford van. Not only thrilled that we had made it to the ranch, but we had been in the car together for a bit, and we were ready to have some freedom. Our cousins came to meet us, and I loved spending time with my cousins. I always had the best time. We made our way to the cabin. Inside sat Grandma and Grandpa, and my aunts and uncles. Grandpa always sat in the same chair. My Grandpa never did change much. He always wore flannel shirts and a cowboy hat. But that is what I liked so much about him. 
consistency. We visited for a while, but I was so excited to go chase some cows I could barely stand it. Finally, we all went outside and sat on the water warp tables to wait for my grandpa to bring his truck around for everyone to pile in the bed. It seemed like such a long wait, but there was Grandpa driving around to the front of the cabin with his 1941 Jimmy pickup. It was white, well, somewhat white, with all the excursions it had been on, the paint was half gone. He then yelled from the driver's seat, Who wants to chase some cattle? We all leapt from the tables and rushed to the back of his old pickup. My brothers, sisters, myself, and my cousins piled in the bed. My dad and Uncle Brent rode on the running boards holding on to the mirrors while my Uncle D rode in the cab with Grandpa. We headed to where the cattle were grazing, and as we drove, I watched the cabin leave my sight. There were massive potholes in the road. All of us in the back were bouncing around and holding on as tight as we could. I thought at times I was going to fall right out of the truck. The crevices in the dirt road were so deep that when the wheels of the truck slid down into them, it made the truck lopsided. Half of us were almost in the ground, while the other half were on top of the earth. I could almost touch the ground with my hand when I was on the lower end. I wasn't too sure that the bailing wire that was holding the bed and the cab together was going to make it either. But then again, how could my cousins, brother, and sisters made it back to the cabin every other time unscathed if this wasn't safe? That thought kept my mind at ease. Besides, I was riding with the big kids for the first time, and I had to keep myself together. We finally arrived to the cattle, all in one piece, as well as the old beat-up bailing wire truck. Before I got out of the truck, I asked my brother, where was the safest place to be? He said, the safest place to be is probably in the truck. Well, that was not where I was going to be. I couldn't just sit in the truck when everybody else was having a fun adventure chasing cows. So I got up my nerve and jumped out of the truck with the rest of the crowd. Grandpa led us down into a wash. He told us the cattle were going to run down the hill into the wash, and we were supposed to direct them up the other side. That didn't sound too hard. I stood waiting for Grandpa, my dad, and my Uncle D and Uncle Brent to herd the cows down into the wash from the pasture. While I was waiting, I looked down, and I realized that I was wearing a red shirt. Now I was a bit scared, because I knew that Grandpa had a bull, and my Grandpa's brother Hans also had a bull. I probably looked a bit uneasy and nervous, because then one of my cousins came up to me and assured me that cows do not charge, and bulls are colorblind, so nothing bad was going to happen. A sigh of relief came over me, just in time too, because I could hear a faint thundering sound. I knew then that the cows were coming. I then saw brown and white colors mixed together with legs running down the wash. All of us were stationed at different places in the bottom of the wash, standing our ground, directing the cattle. I stood next to Robbie, my brother. We were straight in front of where the cows bolted down into the wash, and we were to direct them to turn so that they could run up the path we had made for them. I was doing pretty good until Hans's bull came running towards me as it came into the wash. To little eight-year-old me, that bull was mammoth-sized. My mind was going a million miles an hour, and my legs wanted to turn and run the other way a million miles an hour. But I was glued to that ground, and I couldn't move. Whether it was from fright, shock, or being brave enough to stand my ground, I'm not sure. But I think I will believe it was the latter. I just stared, amazed at the size of him. 
Luckily, he turned and started up the other side of the wash, and I was saved from being flattened like a pancake. We started up after them, hopped into the old jimmy, and headed back to the cabin. Although we ran into a slight mishap, some of the cows had not gone to where they were actually supposed to be. Therefore, we had to do some backtracking and get those cows back on track. Though it was not an easy task, cows seemed to be extremely stubborn creatures. We found them and tried to herd them back to the pasture where they were supposed to be grazing, but they were quite reluctant. My mom always said that cows and sports bring out the worst in people, and that day I understood what she meant about the cows. My uncles got pretty ornery during that ordeal. I had never heard them swear until herding cattle with them. Nevertheless, we got them back to their place and all was right with the cattle. Again, we were on our way back to the cabin when we stopped to fix a fence, or at least look at it to see what needed to be fixed. While we were there, a rattlesnake appeared. So, of course, being terrified of snakes, I jumped back into the pickup. My grandpa grabbed a shovel that was lying next to me in the truck and cut off the snake's head. He had done this so many times, he had it down to an art. The snake's body kept moving, even though it had just been decapitated. It was one of the most disgusting things I'd ever seen. Grandpa warned all of us never to be near the snake's head because it could still attack. I kept my eyes closed as much as I could for this part of the adventure. After the snake incident, everyone climbed back into the bed of the truck, and we rode back to the cabin. As we pulled up to the gate and rode through up to the cabin, I had the biggest grin on my face. I was smiling from ear to ear. I had conquered a herd of cattle and the mammoth-sized bull. I was on top of the world. When we reached the cabin, we were all hungry and ready for dinner. We sat under the trees on those water-warped tables and ate dinner as the family that I believed had conquered the world after that adventure. Then after dinner, we filled ourselves with homemade ice cream. I have had homemade ice cream since then, but it has never, ever tasted as good as it did at my grandpa's ranch. When it began to get dark, my family piled into our Ford Aerostar van, waved goodbye to my family, and headed for home and to get a good night's sleep. After all, we were warriors who had faced down a herd of cattle and a great bull. We deserved some rest. Thank you for listening to Snazzy Stories. Come back again where everyone has a story. <laughs>